yeah, it really plays into many things. You know, you have those who have been in supplier diversity for years and it's incumbent upon them to build a network and build relationships with these younger companies as well, because it, it also ensures that the future of supplier diversity is sustainable. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodry-Reed. And today we are welcoming Greg Hawkins, Manager of Diversity Supplier Development at FCA Fiat Chrysler Automobiles and Program Manager at Stellantis. Greg it is a self-motivated and experienced business process engineer with a diverse product development, manufacturing, service, quality, training background, specializing in project management between cross-functional teams, leading change with diversity supplier development. Welcome to the show, Greg. It is great to have you on here with Chloe and I this afternoon. Great to be here, Adam and Chloe. Greg, yes, we are so happy to have you. So, so happy to have you. Thanks for having me. I, I like having these kinds of conversations. Looking forward to it. Yes, yes. Well, why don't we get started with, with who is Stellantis? I mean, we're making like the assumption kind of an easy that, one. that everyone knows who they are. Yeah. Well, you know, we do make that assumption that everyone knows, although we think, you know, it's it's a it's a wonderful brand. We know it's a wonderful brand. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that we get the word out that Stellantis is, you know, the former Fiat Chrysler, which if you look at the way that the organization has been built, you know, we are the former Fiat Chrysler. So we are Fiat and Chrysler brands, which mm-hmm. include Chrysler, Deep, Dodge, Ram, mm-hmm. uh, and also Fiat. But also we have joined uh, Fiat, uh, we've joined PSA, which is, you know, uh, French Peugeot, Peugeot. So we ah, uh, okay. want to throw in and brands like that. Now, a few oh, other nice. Okay. But we're Stellantis okay. North America, so we really focus on Chrysler Dodge Jeep brand. Yeah. So that's the parent company, essentially, yeah. right? Yep. Got yeah. you. Got you. Excellent. And as a Jeep owner, I would just like to thank you for all the quality work you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jeep owner too, so. There we go. Okay. So this this yeah. conversation may veer very quickly from supplier diversity to Jeeping. I'm just telling you guys, that's what happens when people who own a Jeep starts talking. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, that's what we all do, but you know, that's <laughs> Well, we own you. It's the freedom exactly. Well, uh, exactly. Hey, well, hey, well, unfortunately, I'm not part of that club. So if we can, yes, well, then it's you know, now the Adam here. We want to be inclusive. Now the Adam, here. Now the Adam show. Yeah, I got you for a friends and family discount. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, perfect. Well, now that we know that, you know, Stellantis is the parent company, can you tell us a little bit about um, your overall mission? And I want to hear how that, that mission sort of feeds into supplier diversity and what that means to Stellantis. Yeah. Well, you know, 
you know, Chrysler was, you know, as we have evolved as a brand, as many as our many different brands, you know, our mission has certainly evolved as well. And and as the as the automotive industry goes through this transformation in mobility, you know, we as a company have to be nimble on our feet to make those kinds of changes as well. So really our company's strength lies in its diversity of products in that you know, we have so many different ways of providing mobility to individuals today from shared vehicle usage to large vehicles, to commercial vehicles, uh, to even small passenger cars, um, electric vehicles, a main priority. We as a company have to be able to be nimble to that and how that impacts supplier diversity is, you know, when you're looking at supplier diversity as a focus today, when it was built 38 years ago, because we've been in this game for so long, we've almost built supplier diversity for the country. Um, It started 38 years ago. It was only two years after the president said, we want to have an initiative like this. So it it just goes to show you, we've been in the game so long. What we have done is built companies that are, are really focused on industrial might, or growing in an industrial space. And what we also have to do for supplier diversity, just like our company has done, is start to transition some of our thoughts to what are some of these young, new EV companies, who are these young, new minority and diverse entrepreneurs, and what products do they have that can help the auto industry make its transition as well? We want to make sure that everyone has a a place at the table as that process happens. You know, and I think that that's so interesting in terms of just perspective, because you will see sometimes companies on the other end of the spectrum, like we don't want to work with some of these younger companies or these startups. There's too much risk. But from your vantage point in the way that you sort of articulated it just now is it's critical to just y'all continuing to be innovative and continuing to grow. And I think that that is the mindset that so many companies sort of miss. You know, it's like we're we're looking at the inherent risk and unfortunately become complacent. Yeah, it really plays into many things. You know, you have those who have been in supplier diversity for years and it's incumbent upon them to build a network and build relationships with these younger companies as well, because it it also ensures that the future of supplier diversity is sustainable. Absolutely. You know, right. As good point. You know, as, you know, it, we, we want to create those succession plans. Mm-hmm. You know, they create those succession plans internally with their own family members or whomever they feel that will take over yep. that company in the future. We also have to think about as, you know, our industry grows or our, our, as our industry changes, you know, what succession plans do they have for helping uplift the community as well? And that community mm-hmm. is built upon all these newer technologies that are becoming available. I think that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, business continuity mm-hmm. is something that, we don't talk about a lot in the supplier diversity space, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and when you talk to some kind of old school minority owners, to them, you know, my son, my grandson, my nephew, niece, that's the business continuity plan. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, what if you have a generation of, of you know, the next generation system goes, I don't want to do X. You know, yeah. I, we're interested in Y. And, and, and now all of a sudden, this supplier that, you know, you may have been relying on is, is going to go away right. uh, just because they didn't they didn't plan for the future or look for investors or other partners outside their own lineage to do that. I think that's yeah. a, a very insightful thing that we have to continue thinking about as supplier diversity yeah. professionals. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's, you know, one of those those Greg Hawkins ideas. You know, it's I know this is something that we have to do because looking at the landscape, you're going to you see where the industry is going and we also see 
why it's a challenge for, you know, young black entrepreneurs to get into automotive. And we have to also encourage them that, you know, the, there are opportunities for them and with their new and creative idea. And so we also have to have to foster that. So you touched on young um, minority businesses. Can mm-hmm. you share with us a little bit about what you're doing and what Stellantis just completed, yeah. you know, with the black supplier development program? Yeah. So, you know, this, this was a, a very unique role. I'm, you know, one of the roles that I play within the company and uh, I guess one of my favorite things to do is, you know, as we find issues within the company or within the industry that we need to address, we often say, you know, how are we going to solve this problem? Because we do have the capability internally to solve it. So you see, you know, a social issue um, like, you know, the George Floyd incident that happened, and then you had the pandemic, and then you see a significant loss of Black businesses. Mm -hmm. So you see, you know, what appears to be, you know, a social issue, and it is a social issue, no doubt. But how do we address a social issue by empowering the people with that, that are a part of that? Uh, So, you know, one of the things I've always said to people, and people, you know, they, you know, they, they kind of chuckle at me when I say it, but it's true. You know, you can teach a person to fish and they can feed their family. Mm-hmm. But if you teach that person to market and sell those fish, they can feed their community. Mm-hmm. And that's that. really where supplier diversity comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's where we're taking the, mm-hmm. the abilities of a corporation mm-hmm. and then we're, we're applying them to how we as a company can achieve our goals, but also help the communities that buy that buy and make our cars. Right. So, you know, it, it really is, is a, a full, so a full, so full circle activity. And, and to me, I think, you know, the national black supplier development program, you know, they asked me to lead it. And I was, you know, knowing, knowing my belief, you know, that I'm, I'm all about doing something like that. So, and, and, you know, it was, there was no, there was no, there was no template for it. I mean, it exists in the country. So we had to come up with what, you know, what, what do these companies need? Um, identify the companies and the spaces that they work, um, identify different verticals so that we're not just focusing on automotive specific companies, but really companies that could work in any Fortune 500 space and work with any Fortune 500 company. So that all of that effort and all of that thinking really started with just asking them, what do you need? Because we already inherently kind of had some idea. I mean, we've worked with a mm-hmm. lot of companies mm-hmm. yeah. and we see mm-hmm. some very similar things. Right. Uh, right. But, you know, it's just the nature of being in business. You see this with right. any of your suppliers. Right. Um, in, in certain areas, you do you do see some characteristics that they have. So it was knowing some of that, but also in asking them, what are what are some of the things that you see or some of the, the areas that you need focus? And we realized that many of them were, were were specifics that we could absolutely deliver on, like access. This is a major issue for minority suppliers. You know, they are trying to get in the door and get a seat at the table, but without access, you know, that is harder than we can imagine. And maybe our industry has just created that, but you know, and many industries have created that, but it is, it is, it was a lot harder than I even thought 
for suppliers, but we have had some significant success in this last five to six months. I mean, so many of the suppliers have are have either been awarded business or are in the process of being awarded business. They've been introduced to many different stakeholders within the company. Um, so all of them are having conversations now with someone within you know our company. And and just to put a little bit of we didn't do this with the intent that they would get business with Stellantis. We were doing this with the intent that they would ultimately be developed to the point where they could work with any 500 company. Yeah. Right. right. And I think, wow, Greg, you touched on so many very so many. important key topics, right? So if we, let me see if I can break a few of them down for us real fast. And I won't. <laughs> And I want both sides of the aisle, supplier diversity leadership and corporate America and my diverse suppliers that are listening to us to, to hear what Greg is saying. If you go into a relationship with the supplier diversity department or relationship manager, whatever you're dealing with on the corporate side of America, and your only objective is to get a contract, you're missing the mark of why you're engaging a supplier yeah. diversity professional. Right. If you engage that professional with the idea of I'm going to come and learn, I'm going to come and learn what it's like to work with the Stellantis, with yeah. a Fortune 10, a 500, a 1000. And then I'm going to take that knowledge and apply it to a variety of different prospects that I am that I am actively working. Now you're leveraging supplier diversity truly for the purpose it was intended to 38 years ago when this all started. Right. Yeah. And and but now. And, and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, what I see a lot as a supplier diversity professional is we've gotten transactional. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a trade show and people are like, well, I don't even know why I'm spending this money. I haven't gotten a contract, blah, 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 blah. I'm hearing the same thing from every corporate. We don't have opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I'm too small, blah, blah, blah. You're missing the point of being part of the NGO. You're missing the point of engaging supplier diversity. It is to learn. It is to grow. The contracts, the money will come Later, relationship and development comes first. Yes. I mean, is that on the mark or off from what you have seen? I have been in supply diversity now for years. And, you know, I've also been a diversity leader within Solantis. So, you know, I had many roles prior to this. But what I've found is, you know, you get bombarded with messages in many yes. different platforms from yeah. LinkedIn to email yep. to social, every social media platform that exists. And it's really impossible for me to yeah. help everyone. Yeah. And I'm yeah. the kind of person who wants to help everyone. So right. Amen. I, for I hear you. I so, suffer from the same thing. <laughs> so you have to find, you know, those opportunities and then connect those folks who you really see have something that can truly benefit the company. So you can make that connection and then make, and then ultimately build that relationship. So it is, you know, it, it, you know, I hate to say transactional because it almost simplifies the efforts that we're doing because it is, you know, understanding that the company can work effectively with a company of our size, understanding that they've been in the game, you know, at least long enough to understand that, you know, automotive companies are any big companies. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunity to win, and then there's you know there's there's an op, a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of risk associated with that. So under so that they understand all of those 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 risks, but understanding that they've got partners within the company, advocates within the company, like the folks in supplier diversity, who can really help them achieve that goal if they if they stay in that game if they stick toward that ultimate um that ultimate yep. goal it is yep. it is um it it, it 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 it's still rewarding work it's rewarding work for me i mean i love doing what i do i go to work every day 
Yeah. Absolutely yes. loving what I do. So yes, it's a challenge sometimes. And, and it's great to yeah. meet companies like these 13 companies. We had some very high power companies. Some of them were just so absolutely incredible. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think there was anything I could, I could do for them, but they all have a little bit of something, you know, and, and it's, it's been a, a very rewarding experience. So, so there was the other thing I wanted to break down, right? You, you have this Stellantis centric program, mm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mark of a world-class supplier diversity program, right? Yes. Partnering with our NGOs to do mentoring. We need to be there. We need to do that. We need to support them. Right. But I think to make a difference in our own firms, mm-hmm. we need to have mentoring that's a little bit more specific to our industry, to our particular firm, to set diverse firms up for success. Right. And again, yeah. like you said, Greg, you come and learn from me, but you can then go apply that to Ford or, you know, one of the other mm-hmm. big competitors out there. Right. right. It's it's it, it's cross industry, if you will, in that particular silo. Talk to us a little bit about the development of that program, right? Did you use an outside third party to help put it together? Did you sit down? Did you use something off the shelf? Because I know a lot of time us as supplier diversity manager goes, man, we would love to start that. I don't even know where to start that. So I'll just stick to mentoring through an NGO. Talk to us a little bit about the the secret sauce behind the program there at Stellantis. As much as you can, not breaking contractual obligations or putting anybody on this show in danger. You're welcome, lawyers of America. <laughs> no, I, you know, this is a candid conversation between friends. You know, this is there you go. when when we when we started the program, you know, we knew there was something that needed to be done. So, you know, some of our leadership partnered with the National Business League, um, identified that there is there is, you know, because we do the National Business League works with 2.9 million black suppliers. They yeah. understand the problem. Uh, so if there's a person that we want to talk to, you know, let's talk to the person who's there. And, you know, we also have other programs out there like the Collaborative Growth Initiative within MSDC. And we also have our internal high focus program, which works with our tier one suppliers to help them in their supplier diversity goals. So we do have other development programs, mm-hmm. um, but there's a little focused in this space. So we do have that experience of a development program and what someone might need. Gotcha. Okay. So we have partners that we work with and, you know, there were folks like, you know, T3 innovation strategists Mm -hmm. who, you know, they're a great consulting company and the, you know, the three uh, women that own and run that company, they're just magnificent partners. Mm -hmm. I mean, with us together and with the support of, you know, folks with at, you know, Michigan state university, um, we were able to pull, you know, that led by NBL and Stellantis, we were able to pull together a program that made sense. It did take, now this was a pilot and yeah. part of this pilot process was to learn what the program really does need. And we realized that some of the things we knew we needed, we will absolutely implement. There are areas of improvement all across the board, although we believe yeah. we were very successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that if this program is going to be sustainable, there are efforts we have to take uh, to improve that. If we are working on a portal, which will house all of the materials, the education materials, the opportunities mm. for procurement um, that will basically be the engine behind all of this. And then we have a lot of training content that has to be delivered as well. We knew that the companies that we are working with in this pilot cohort needed these specific skill sets, which we now know are across the board, you know, growing their business, uh, understanding their growth plans, understanding how to, you know, when you are, when you have to get in an elevator with someone and you have to pitch to them, what does that mean? And how much time do you have? And how to do that succinctly? Many of these, you know, small crisis, crisis management, you know, another area that 
it was one of the larger causes of why why many business went under went under because of COVID and the pandemic. So knowing all of that information, our next step is you know take a few months off. Well, the program will take a few months off. <laughs> Greg will not. I mean, I <laughs> we're we're building a bigger and better program that when nice. it launches again, we are when we launch, which yeah, the the, the inaugural class, uh, we will have one of the best programs uh, in the country. Absolutely. What I also liked um, that Greg and the Stellantis team did, and I, and I don't know if it was Stellantis or if it was the MBL or T3, but they were also very thoughtful about bringing in different stakeholders who were mission aligned, mm-hmm. but also brought a different perspective so that you're not, so that you're bringing in everyone into this conversation that are part of the ecosystem to really build a curriculum and really build a path forward that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. You hit it on the nail uh, there, Chloe. I, when we started this, I could not have imagined the level of support we would receive from Stellantis leadership, from external leadership, from minority-owned, Black-owned businesses, to you know members of the supplier diversity community. Everyone came together to make this successful. There wasn't one person I asked to support this program who said, no, everyone was all on board, you know, and from many different industry leaders to leaders in supplier diversity to leaders inside Stellantis and they all came together. That is fantastic. So, you know, obviously I feel like it goes without saying, but, Hmm. you know, to Adam's point, yes, you guys are a five-star program, but what is supplier diversity excellence sort of mean to you? Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a good question because supplier diversity excellence really means, you know, that taking supplier diversity as an initiative and leveraging some of its core concepts like development of your tier one suppliers to understand the goals of a supplier diversity program. We're working with new suppliers to develop them for support of those tier one suppliers and ultimately supporting the prime working internally to ensure that everyone in your enterprise understands the value of supplier diversity. And as you work with your partners externally, as you work with the certifying organizations, everyone in that space driving a a similar message that the benefits of supplier diversity aren't just carve outs for minority companies. They are essentially the they're essentially the work that we all should be doing uh, to help uplift the communities that help us build our cars, help us build our products, help us produce our products, and then also buy those products. So it, you know, and, and, and you know, we think in, in that singular focus that, well, we're doing it because they're buying our product, but that's not it. We're doing it because it helps those communities uplift themselves to the point where they can be a part of our country building and growing and buying and acquiring homes and building their families. All of that, you know, that first brand new car you get is just a wonderful thing to feel as, you know, a human being, you moved out of your parents' home, you bought your first new car, you bought your first new house. Those are major milestones for everyone in their life. So it's, it, it's necessary that we're, we're there to help and support and drive that. that for everyone. Love that. And, and I mean, it gets back to one of the core tenets of supplier diversity, right? And by doing the work that we do, we actually affect entire communities 
mm. by employing and using these diverse suppliers, right? So it's not just helping a family, it's helping Absolutely. a community. And when we lift up communities, then we can start truly talking about closing wealth gaps, yes. right? And, and all these other systemic issues that right. come from that. This is, these are the programs. These are absolutely. what changes the needle. This is what gets the conversation going, the headwind that we're looking for. And I just absolutely love what Stellantis is doing uh, out in front of the pack, helping lead the way in this conversation. It's great to work for a company that believes it um, and, and work for leaders that absolutely believe in what we do. And when they've recognized a problem that is going on in our country, how do we address that? No, it's not to write a check. It is to get our boots on the ground and let's let's leverage the skill sets that we have and the ability that we have to provide equity to everyone. I can agree more. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I think that showing the value of it and bringing it full circle back to the purchases that these communities make. I mean, it sometimes I think people miss yeah. that as yeah. there's more revenue generated mm-hmm. in a certain community, tax revenue goes up, you know, spending goes up, right. consumption goes up. And ultimately, yes, like if you're still in front of mm-hmm. them, it's like, yes, here's, you know, your first new car or an upgrade to your van, like all right. these other things. And I think um, yeah. the more you guys you continue know? to support the community, there's that brand loyalty. So when you think about supplier right. diversity and then how it also helps other business units within the organization, mm-hmm. when you think about just community outreach and marketing, I mean, it, it makes it, they're already right. familiar with the brand. Business owners exactly. are already using it and you guys are already right. supporting them. So it's full circle. Yep. Right. And, you know, it's also, you know, you, you speak of our brands and you speak of, you know, how, you know, we have the, the community at large. We also have the internal community that is there to support us. You know, we have, we have, I think now 11 BRGs, uh, business groups. And in 2008, they were employee, employee resource groups. So while, you know, you think about these are internal folks that are of these communities of you know, that we are trying to, that we want to help, that we are a part of, we're all in those communities. Um, and they, you know, their, their, you know, concerns were, well, you know, we, we don't have enough ads with people that look like me, or how do we impact that? And part of, you know, our strategy internally was like, well, you know what, we can, we can merge the needs of these employee resource groups, which represent the communities that we serve, but also, understand that we can also leverage the internal talent that we have. So we have BRGs who are partnering with our marketing organizations, with our community organizations, with all the different organizations of the company, building a culture within that is essentially representing the culture outside. So it, it really it really does help uh, a lot of the work that we do, even in supplier diversity. You know, when we talk about, let's go to a trade show, who do we call on as support for these events? are the folks. Yeah. And I'm just going to then pull HR in. Cause when you think about employee engagement, that is one of those things. When you think about, you know, how do you continue to engage and there's multiple levels, but you will see now that more and more people, particularly millennials and this and the next generation are really focused on the intrinsic value and all of the impact that their employers are making and looking for opportunities to to work for organizations that are making an impact and can do something that that they feel proud of and that they feel like they are actually 
moving the needle around. So creating those opportunities for employees to get involved, you know, particularly within their infinity groups and then supporting businesses outside that are also within their affinity groups. I mean, I just feel like that's like the three-legged stool. I mean, totally is. Amazing. So, totally is. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It, you know, and I've been, I've been in all of those spaces and realized that, you know, I, you know, I saw my career develop as I was a member of one of our BRGs. So, you know, I got, you know, my network of folks in the company grew because I was trying to build initiatives internally that supported my affinity group. And so as I began doing that, I realized that similar thing is needed for companies outside of us. So when you're putting together a program like the National Black Supplier Development Program, you're trying to connect them to those folks that can help enable them be successful in their goal to access within the company. And you realize that all those folks that I know all over the business, I know them as a function of the efforts that I took years and years ago um, mm-hmm. as just a member of a BRG. Wow. Well, speaking of, so tell us a little bit about your track to supplier diversity, because obviously, you know, we know from the intro that you have an industrial business background, you have Mm -hmm. operations, you've touched a lot of different things from product development and manufacturing. How did all of that experience also sort of shape your success in moving into this role? Yeah, it's my history is, is unique in that I started as a development engineer. Um, went to undergrad engineering school, wanted to work in automotive, was a kid who saw cars and, you know, concept cars. And I was like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. So, you know, I mean, I grew up in, in Gary, Indiana. So, I mean, we, you know, our schools just mm-hmm. weren't really prepared to produce the type of kids to be Like STEM programming was not available. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, no, no, not, STEM wasn't even a word when yeah. I was going to college. But, but what we know it, what we know it today, yes, it did exist. But you know, knowing that, and you know, going to an engineering school and getting through the school in those in, the, in that time, coming to Stellantis was an opportunity for me to you know just explore what opportunities a large corporation can provide you as a young person who had dreamt mm. to work at a company like that. And so I, I started as a development engineer. I worked, you know, worked in multiple facets of our business. I worked in motorsports. I helped launch the first Dodge mm. Challenger that you see on the road every day. Uh, and that was, that was almost like a dream for me because working on the Viper was the one car I saw. Like, oh, yeah. I absolutely want to do that when I grow up. Um, um, and, and I actually got to work in SRT and we, we lot we relaunched the Viper at that time. So it was, it was a huge experience for me moved throughout our business, even into quality manufacturing quality. Uh, I actually even had a stint and because of my experience in manufacturing quality, I even had a stint in connected vehicle marketing. So I launched some of the first connected communications to our in our in connected marketing communications within our company. And the large the reason why I could do that is I had the experience in engineering and understanding of where this data was. And then how do we contextually communicate to our customers? So it was me learning marketing and then also so it was just it was kind of a kid playing <laughs> in a sand cool. an automotive sandbox and given that opportunity yeah. and saying, hey, I got this really great idea. What if we did this? And the company is really great at you know at letting you be that person. So for me, it has always been I always tell people we're kind of like a big startup. If you have a really great idea, you can tell people about it and get the right people behind you and make it happen. So all the while I was learning and gaining these experiences through my participation in my employee resource group. 
So I started as an engineer, but learned about the SRT opportunity through my ERG. I learned about the quality opportunity through my ERG. I learned about the connections of marketing, even through my ERG. So these were me gaining development and learning opportunities and network opportunities through that experience. Met Lottie, met Lottie Holland and, you know, she said, you know what, three or four years down the road, she was like, you want to come to supplier diversity? She was leading the group at that time. Uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, Lottie, I want to work for you. Let's go. You know, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that easy, but <laughs> you know, the job came available. I tried, right. you know, and, and then, uh, you know, I, I would love to work for somebody like her. So uh, that's, that's how I got to supplier diversity, but understand that, as a kid, I saw companies like Pfizer help. Mm-hmm. Um, I had after school programs and I would go there and learn about, you know, liquid nitrogen, mm-hmm. you know, and that was what inspired me to continue to learn. So That's I so know cool. there are companies out there doing community programs, um, which is a lot why, you know, I know I got up here because I had a lot of people behind me to support me and, and companies like those uh, absolutely do that. What a great story. And it's always fun to hear how people come into supplier diversity. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's um, very few people I have met that have been, have a long track record in supplier diversity. Nobody ever kind of graduated college and goes, you know what I think I'm going to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. We all kind of find yeah. our way in there through another avenue. And, and it's that rich experience that we bring to it. Uh, that I think really helps. And that that's just a great story, Greg. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. Yeah, it, it really has helped in the role as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we need suppliers from every mm-hmm. vertical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to to really help suppliers be successful, you have to have a network internally yeah. that you no. can immediately connect them to if you have or know an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. And it has really helped me leverage that that I've leveraged quite well. Um, and not only the you know, National Black Program, National Black Supplier Program, but also um, in many other uh, aspects of my roles. Yeah. So cool. Well, I mean, I also think um, the, the networking piece, but also with your deep experience, like understanding the business. I think sometimes people miss that in various roles is like, you'll come in, but if you don't, if you bring a new supplier diversity professional into an organization, but don't give them the proper training of really understanding the business operations and how your particular organization works, then it's very hard for them to be successful. But for someone like you, who's graduated and, and gone through all these graduated from all these different areas and business units, you know, you come into supplier diversity and know what all these other business units are already doing, what they need, and it makes it easier for you in addition to having that network. Absolutely. It, it is, if you're very specific in your focus when you come into a career and then drop into supplier diversity, it is a lot harder to help the suppliers that you ultimately need to assist. Yeah. You really have to love this work because oh, it, man. You know, in some cases it, it can become tiring largely because you can't help everyone you want to, right. you know, it, it's just, it's just not possible. Yeah. Then you also have, you know, with every company, there's, you know, the folks who are your supporters and the folks that you have to educate on why it's needed. Yeah. And that process of education sometimes, you know, takes a little longer than, than you think, but you got to figure out a way. And most people know that if I come to knocking on the door, trust me, <laughs> open it. Yeah. Right. I'm going to get it. <laughs> right. I, I often call that evangelizing. So yeah, I totally understand how that goes. Right. Right. One last question that I want to ask you, Greg, we talked, talked okay. about it a little earlier, just around startups and innovation and oh yeah. 
so often I, I hear companies saying, well, it's difficult for us to work with startups or we don't. And mm -hmm. we talked about this, but for a company and a brand as large as Stellantis and to say that you guys still work with startups, can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about how you guys do that? And maybe the repercussions of, of not having a for me, we talked about this yeah. offline. So I'm trying to get him to share a little <laughs> bit of this because I was like, Oh, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. So, you know, we two years ago partnered with Plug and Play, which is an incubator out of California. Okay. And they, um, we, with the, the Michigan Minority Supply and Development Council, mm -hmm. uh, partnered with them to develop a plan to identify new young minority suppliers, but also new young suppliers, not necessarily minority, but because MMSEC is a partner, that, that piece um, is also a consideration in the selection of the suppliers. Um, they, they not only become, a, you know, there's you know, over 500 applications, you know, they then have a selection process. Mm -hmm. They onboard 10 to 15 new suppliers every year or every roughly about six to eight months of a year. And then th through that time, um, they provide them a mentor, that mentor, a, a corporate mentor. Yeah. That corporate mentor assists them uh, through whatever stage of their business they are. And if there is a viable commercial opportunity for them, um, we then, you know, there are some that we can implement inside vehicles. Yeah. So, or, you know, apps that support our mobility. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, it is a really uh, exceptional idea. And, you know, as you, as we go, as I've gone down this path, Detroit actually has several of this type, you know, GM has one, Ford has one, Rock Financial is one company that is big here uh, with, with Dan Gilbert and his, his conglomerate companies. They have Rock Ventures. So, I mean, you, you think of all of yeah. these different spaces for VC support for young companies mm -hmm. in Detroit. That's nice. The goal is to identify them, help them with what they need to grow within this mobility space. And then if you know, we create those commercial opportunities, um, we need to leverage those and, and implement. That's I love great it. stuff. It is, you know, it, this this industry is, you know, has, has been extraordinarily fun uh, to work in, largely because you know the ultimate goal is really doing work for communities. I mm -hmm. I can't I can't say enough about how much I love going to work and finding a new opportunity for a supplier and this. You know, the National Black Supplier Development Program was really a, a perfect example of how, you know, we can move the, the needle for our communities by doing great work internally and with partners in the industry and internally yeah. that can help us deliver it. It, it just, you know, I, I, you know, I worked all night on my birthday. But I still, <laughs> I still found, I still found it uh, rewarding as we, as we had this graduation. It, all these it is a supplier diversity. It's a labor of love. It is. You know, yeah. and, and, and I love what you said that you're thinking about it constantly. And I love meeting other professionals in this, in this sphere that have that same commitment to it, you know, and, and yeah. I tell my team that the entire time I was like, you don't understand. I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it and I am thinking about it through the entire day. Yeah. And it, it shows, you know, Greg, it really shows in the way that your, your passion comes through uh, the development of these programs, the leadership you're, you're, you're giving over at Stellantis, just the leadership you're providing for supplier diversity professionals in the entire ecosystem in and outside the automotive industry shows. And I would just like to say from, you know, another supplier diversity professional, thank you very much 
for that passion because it helps keep us going too when we're having low moments in our own programs. Thank you. And and I, you know, I honestly will continue to do it. It is, it is, you know, as a kid who grew up in a, a poor community, um, realizing I, I did not get here on just Greg's legs. Um, I got here because there was a lot of support along the way. Um, and it was the community that got me here. So, you know, this is, this is my way of paying it forward. And now I realize that, you know, I can do philanthropy, but that, that will, that can only do so much because I'm not the most wealthy man on the planet. But um, if I can help convince one more internal representative or one internal leader of the importance of what we are doing um, and just make one more contract, I realize that I've made a better impact every day. Amen. I know. I'm like, amen. Oh, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, (laughs) he's up here preaching. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're we're passing the digital plate right now. (laughs) I I appreciate the offerings. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 I'm going to give them away. Uh, so seriously, this is my very, very last question, though. Um, Anything you want, boy, that's so you you talked about how suppliers reach out to you all the time on LinkedIn yeah. and all these different platforms. Mm-hmm. If a supplier has a solution that they think would be a good fit for Solantis, what is the best way for them to get connected to you guys? You know, it is it is being effectively persistent. Effective. I'll say that. I, I like love that. that. Effectively, effectively persistent. Not annoyingly. Effectively. Not exactly. yes. we are. Annoyingly is, you know, don't Just so you know. Else. Chloe and I are going to steal that from you. I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm just going to, I've gone on record saying it. We are stealing it. Yes. Yes. Don't don't get to sending messages to the head of purchasing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why do I need to do that? Like, well, you know, just, let's just figure out a way to do it. But you know, there are many, there are many ways to do it. You know, I, all jokes aside, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there are many ways to do it, but really understanding what, First, understanding what the corporation needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that isn't that isn't going to be done through a text message, an email, a LinkedIn. Can you meet no. me? Yeah. Nope. You really have to do your research, understand where the company's going, understanding how you provide something that the next person who's you know in my email box, what you do better than them, or what you do differently than them. And then let's have a conversation. You know, we have registration portals and things like that. But again, all of those ways are not effective if you haven't done the homework to know what we need Stellantis and how you can help us be better at what it is that we're doing. And you could meet us in many different places. You can meet us, you know, at Landis. You can meet us at events. You can meet us at, uh, I mean, we're we're out there. Uh, so in the community, those, in right. the community, yeah. in the community, yeah. there's so many places to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and 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 I so persistent is important. Persistence is important, um, but also just making sure you got that homework done. And when you're approaching someone, you can be like, Greg, you know, I need your help. I know you're doing this in this particular area. I have this product that can help you and Stellantis do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, let's let's hear about it. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's yeah. figure out who we can get you to talk to. Yep. Because you're right. That sounds like something Stellantis needs. You know, it's a it's a very different conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's great. 
intentionality with the calls that is that is adam's favorite word yes That's my favorite word intentionality yes. yeah I like with with the reach out and making That's sure right. that you're yeah. thoughtful and understand when yeah. and who you're reaching out to and why why would they want to take a oh call there's with my you? other favorite word exactly yeah. why why would why? they want to take a call mm-hmm. well greg i just this want to, great. this has been so great and yeah. you know i've had the joy of being on the committee and first meeting Greg and just to see the passion that you guys have and the Stellantis team has been amazing. And um, what you guys are doing, not just with the black supplier development program, but just across Stellantis is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I haven't seen it across other organizations and I just have to applaud you guys at, at how much Mm -hmm. you're doing and how many tentacles that you have in the community, Mm -hmm. but also making sure that um, the suppliers that you are working with, that they're reaching sustainability. And that Mm -hmm. is what I really, really appreciate about what you guys are all doing. So thank you so much for all your work. Thank you. Chloe and Adam, it was great to be here and thank you for having me. You know, I, Chloe said, let's just have a conversation. I said, I'm absolutely <laughs> down for that. Um, and, and largely because, you know, you guys, you are all supplier diversity professionals. So you understand, you know, what this challenge can be. Uh, yes. So you know, we all got to put our heads together, just yep. like we always do. Yep. Um, and figure out a way forward. And if it takes one medium sized, large size automotive company to, you know, kick that step, that door open just a little bit. That's it. Um, and we all go through it, uh, with an idea of how we're going to make this, this whole process better and how we're going to make, help it be sustainable through not only, you know, our lives, but our kids' lives. Yes. Future generations. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show, Greg. And yes, thank you. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Reed and Adam Moore and Greg Hawkins. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Thank you again for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.